it episode 15 of Montana Voices. Uh, we'll run through our business here. and As always, thank you so much if you're returning. Uh, thank you for coming back and listening again. If you're uh, just tuning in for the first time, welcome. Uh, it's glad to have you here. If you are probably already at our website right now, which is going to be montanavoicespodcast.com. Our email address is montanavoices at gmail.com. If you'd like to drop us a line of concern of any sorts, or if you'd like to be on the show, perhaps. If you'd like to reach out to us at Twitter, our Twitter handle is going to be at Montana underscore voices. Our Facebook page is at Montana Voices Podcast. YouTube, you can also find us at, is going to be Montana Voices Podcast. Um, so. We've been neglecting some of these things. Uh, Twitter in particular, I, I, I went on there today and uh, followed a couple, you know, whoever I, I, I found. And so more activity some, uh, going to be coming. Yeah, later. it seemed we got a couple follows back from uh, some people. I'm not going to name any names there, but uh, some other uh, people within the state, it, it appeared. So uh, I, too, uh, you know, it's hard to run the cast in general. I f- feel fairly proud of us for sticking semi-consistent to, um, you know, putting out the, the, the show, at least here. But... This, it's the extras that really drive you. Really, you know, make, make it exhausting, I guess, would be the best way to put it. Well, it, it, that. It, it does get into a grind. It, it takes quite a bit of time, and not just uh, recording time. There's also a lot of resources that go into this. Recording time, editing time, uh, research time as well. And, of course, the, this is not our job. Uh, our main job is not in, in journalism. We're, we're still employed, so it's uh, we have to take time out of our schedule and family to do this. So... Any listeners uh, and any input you have is certainly appreciated. Uh, keep in mind, too, uh, the more work you do with us uh, means less work we have to do on our own. So, uh, you know, let's get that whole community spirit going here together. Let's make a show our, all together now. Well, uh, I wouldn't say it makes less work for us. Uh, some people sent me down a, uh, a sort of a rabbit hole. Uh, I think I mentioned in the last episode we were going to, you know, talk on men's rights a little bit. And I had a, uh, a couple people that were a group that were working on some legislation um, come to find out that they um, don't have any idea how the legislative process works in Montana. And we're going to get to that later. It's going to be my later on gripe of how you can get involved and, and know exactly how Montana has things set up. And uh, it, it turns out to be, you know, nothing we can we can use. So a bunch of my time wasted. So thanks, people. <laughs> I didn't know at all about this. I feel really irritated too now just hearing about this. We're not going to let that happen again. Uh, I make a pledge right now to only reach out to people who I feel are going to be useful. Um, If you end up not being useful, uh, expect to see a bill. Yep, uh, we'll we'll invoice. Yeah, well, let's uh, run through our our old topics here, and uh, and some of these there's there's no new updates on. Like Stapleton is still running for governor. He hasn't uh, pulled out amidst controversy or... I believe the Dems are uh, filing something against him currently. Uh, well, there was a complaint regarding uh, campaign favors. How the uh, we discussed that in the last one. How the the only press capable of printing the uh, version two of the voters' guide in Montana was the uh, uh, you know a chairman for the Republican committee. So that raised ah. some red flags from people. Yeah, nothing new on Zinke, and that that that's good for him. <laughs> so no news oh. is good news, and we discussed rhinos no. and. <laughs> I wonder if Zinke gets up and, like, every morning, like, most people probably get up in the morning and, like, look at their Facebook or whatever to see, you know, what, what's happened. Uh, or you, uh, he, do you think that he gets up and he just starts Googling his name? Just like, God, is there anything new? Uh, what do they know now? Open. I know that's not even just for Zinke. That's for a lot of people uh, currently in, under any kind of scrutiny in the public eye. 
Yeah, well, I would hope they have a media um, outlet or somebody that knows how to work these things uh, working that for them, like uh, that business we uh, mentioned in Great Falls in the last episode that I've already forgotten the name of that we're not going to give free advertising to. But <laughs> the media Never company, heard. Media Matters, or whatever they are down by the crooked tree. The people that owe us tremendous thanks for uh, even mentioning that they exist here. Um, and, and, and you went as far as to give a geographical location even. Gosh, talk about free press. No more of that. Mo- moving on here. Rhinos. Um, are Turns we getting some at the zoo? <laughs> because that would be great. Uh, yep. Uh, no rhinos Have you ever been the to the Billings Zoo? I have been to the Billings Zoo. It's a... It's, uh, quite, it's a nice... It feels more like a park with some exotic animals compared to like some of your bigger zoos, but like it's still a, c- a cool experience. It's actually the only zoo I've ever been to, so... Really? Uh, yep, yeah, I don't have a good comparison. Uh, well, I would highly recommend going to other zoos. However, that would consist of recommending that you go outside of the state, and I do not recommend that ever, so... Yeah, there, there's there's nothing to see out there. And uh, we're going to tie rhinos into a topic we're going to have uh, later on in this cast uh, regarding um, sensationalist news, or perhaps, because uh, I guess the infighting that we reported on the Republican Party may have not been as prevalent as certain news outlets might have wanted us to believe, because um, it looks like they uh, recently handled all their differences, and there's a set agreeance on rules. We'll uh, touch on that later. Uh, we talked about natives and, and wolf point. Uh, um, no updates on that as of yet, uh, and there's been bigger fish to fry that Maybe that ties in sort of the Zinky thing. He probably wakes up hoping that uh, Trump is dropping some other tweet bombshell and then <laughs> takes some heat off of him. Anything to go through there, you know? You know, I scream right and uh, so you don't look left sort of thing. So, That's um, what it sounds like. Yeah, we talked about newspapers, uh, a legislation coming through and uh, legislation that will not go through. And I do have an update on the Billings crackdown on illicit massage parlors. Apparently, that is a problem that's specific to Billings. Um, Billings has <laughs> <laughs> Great Falls uh, keeps theirs in check. Then I take it. Well, I only knew of the one. Um, Maybe that's it. They just have a monopoly on it, and the town's just. Who do they have on the payroll though at that point? Because I mean, s- somehow they w- became the only massage parlor in town. Somehow there must be some of that uh, crony capitalism or crony government that we hear in Great Falls. The good old boys uh, are getting massages. Then maybe that's what it, it sounds like. And that, that, that's got to be it. Uh, but they had some fifteen in Billings, um, and I was surprised at that number. And I thought he just might be God, talking. That but is like, I mean, that's so many for any area. Does that sound like a lot? I mean, are there even that many McDonald's in Billings? There is not. How many Starbucks are in Billings? You know, I don't have the number off the top of my head, but it's uh, less than 15, I think. Fuck, man. Like, I mean, I can't think of anything that has 15 of something in town like that, you know, other than gas stations. Yep, and those operate directly next door to each other. So how many of these massage parlors are right next door to each other? Uh, that's a good point. Uh, and how many, how many uh, drunk uh, customers have gone into one... Uh, mistakenly thinking that they're going to get one uh, massage artist uh, to only to find out that they walked into the wrong one. Similar to the end scene on, um, what is it, uh, Wayne's World, I believe it was? I, I do not recall. So. Or Wayne's World 2. Uh, they were making fun of the was it the Bachelor with Paul Newman. Do you remember that? Where at the end, Wayne is trying to profess his love, so he tries to break up his uh, love gal's 
marriage that's about to happen. I believe she's going to marry Christopher Walken. And Christopher, uh, I remember that. I remember that. Wasn't it ripped off from the uh, the Graduate? The Graduate. That's it, not the Bachelor. The Graduate. Um, oh, can't yeah, mix those so two up. Uh, anyways, uh, in the Wayne's World one, though, like the first church he goes into and he breaks up by like slamming on the glass and then he realizes he's at the wrong wedding and then he goes outside and he looks at the sign and it's like the second Presbyterian church and he looks across the street and across the street's the first Presbyterian church uh, classic <laughs> So, which I gotta say has happened to me in town because uh, that is something that we do have more than 15 of in town is churches I believe alright only I business that's uh, more prevalent than massage parlors and billings sorry to go off on a tangent there hope we still have some listeners <laughs> oh, I hope we, but that's interesting. Fifteen, they say, and I thought Billings was really working to clean up because uh, Billings. Uh, I, I lived in Billings about a decade ago, and at that time they had shut down the uh, only other uh, 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 strip club in the town, and there was no. I think possibly even still no strip clubs in Billings. You have to go to Lockwood for that. Classing it up, Lockwood. Yeah, I was going to say the Lockwoods one is there still, right? Yeah, I believe that they at one point had a like copyright infringement suit against or against them by Hollywood or Planet Hollywood. Planet, I think it was Planet Hollywood because uh, their sign looked a lot like it. It sounds like they knew what they were doing. That's uh, you know, other than uh, this is a uh, maybe a bragging point for me, but other than delivering a pizza to somebody on stage uh, and. Uh, some things in my long, long ago youth, I have never, I've never been a patron of a strip club, so I'm not that well versed in it. Other than I know that the one closed, and they still have the Lockwood one, which is of course not under the jurisdiction of Billings, which is maybe one of the reasons why they don't want to be part of Billings still. Absolutely not. Do you have any idea what this will do to the local strip club? <laughs> I know exactly what it'll do to the local strip the, club. Uh, they'll, no they'll have to the move town... to Crow Agency. Phil. The, the town folk are enraged. Maybe it would. Do you, would the crows take that? It's a dry reservation. I know that much. It is. It's dry. But you, if you've been to the reservation, you know that's uh, often not the case. And that Listen, I've been in the casino, and you cannot buy alcohol there. Well, yeah, you can't get it through those means, but, you know, Hardin's, what, 20 minutes away? Maybe that's strategically placed there from uh, way back in the day. Who knows? Strategically placed. Uh, it's certainly non-Tana, um, but there is a, uh, a fight, I think, South Dakota between the uh, Lakota, because they are, I might be missing this up entirely, but there was a big fight. There was a town whose only businesses, they didn't even have a gas station or post office, their only businesses were liquor stores, and it was immediately outside the dry reservation, and that made uh, the reservation pretty unhappy with these people, and it was always a source of contention and they shut them down and I, th I think they're back but um oh well back to montana <laughs> we'll uh we'll move to the legislature here um rule changes have been made republicans um have sort of a, a loose pact with each other and there's not the sort of uh infighting that we had had previously reported on and i will point out that we had previously reported on it because both the flathead beacon and the montana free press um who we're not going to cite anymore because they're running their own podcast. We can't uh, we can't engage the competition here, even if they follow us on Twitter. That was a no, bit sensational. Strictly only podcasts that uh, are willing to come on as guest hosts. Well, I I'm not sure if they're in the same market. They're real journalists, first of all. And second, they're, as of today, their cast is only available on iTunes, which, uh, fortunately... Wow. 
They pigeonhole themselves to one market. In all fairness, iTunes is about 60% of the uh, podcast market. So if you're going to be in one market, that makes sense. Not on my phone. Not How many Droid phone. users you know, Jim? Oh, well, well, we're a bunch of nerds, so... I, I mean, 60%. Oh. I mean, th- this tells me that uh, it sounds like more than half of podcast users are just potentially iPhone users. Yes. Which, okay, fine, whatever. You guys like it easy. I understand. Whatever. And I like get it. I like yeah. things easy, too. So well, we, we are on iTunes, but uh, some... S- me. Uh, Shit, broke, I hope so after this. Well, we... <laughs> no, I broke our RSS feed um, in order to make Google Play's RSS feed work. So we're on Google Play and Google Play Podcast, maybe, as well as uh, possibly Pandora, definitely Spotify. We're... Definitely YouTube, that's different entirely. Um, But in the process of making those other things work, I broke iTunes, and I got so frustrated with it that I decided I wasn't going to deal with it last week. So um, iTunes people are still stuck in episode 12, I think. That sucks. But, you know, they could just use YouTube like everyone else in the world. Yeah, that's true. Um, What does YouTube play with the screen off like it does on Android? If you are YouTube Premium, well, it used to be YouTube Red, and then it's YouTube Premium, which... It sounds like, I was going to bring this up to you actually this year, um, I was at the movies with the kids and I saw an ad for it, and I was blown away by it because they had an ad for it at the movie theater. But an ad if, for YouTube in the movies? That's YouTube music. Like, they are, it, essentially it looks like they're trying to directly compete with Spotify, uh, you know, with having your own playlists, and you can put up... Uh, the music video if you want, but, you know, if you just want your music, you just come to YouTube for your music. You know, we, we got you covered. And uh, I was like, that's really neat. And in the back of my head, all I can think is like, oh, you guys already have an app for that, though. Yeah, it's called YouTube. Um, but, uh, well, no, not even that. Like, go- Google, Google Play. Play Music. Like, shit, you guys put all your eggs in. In, well, I guess it's not all their eggs, but they put well, so much time and effort into these things and then they kill it. Yeah, they're a company that likes to make things and not necessarily have things. Some of the rule change ups that uh, the legislature went through, um, they made the House work more like the Senate. The House uh, formally required uh, appointment to committees, and now it's a majority vote. Um, A few Democrats are not happy with that. Um, And about all 58 Republicans voted along party lines, which does, you know, to me does not sound like Republican infighting. Does not... Perhaps uh, there is there is new information here. Let's not uh, I'll burn them too bad. It's it, it's sort of the you get people on both sides claiming that the media is you know steering us one direction or another, or they you know you know toss out a dumpster fire to for us to look at while something else happens in the background, which is uh, different. But you don't have to rely on the media as much as we like places like uh, the Flathead Beacon that reported on this in Montana Free Press, um, who recently hired their first reporter, by the way. Um, so they're oh yeah doing good things over there. I, I will note that she's not from Montana, but uh, red flag. She she's at least in Montana at the moment. It appears. Uh, well, you know, I'm sure that's beneficial in some regard. Yeah, you get an get an outside voice there. So. Uh, and somebody qualified to actually report as opposed to, you know, us. Um, I can't knock that. Yeah, unlike uh, Sarah Palin, I, I do not have a journalism degree. As uh, I can't speak for you, but I don't know if you knew that that was her only qualification not. for anything, pretty much. Journalism degree, wow. So she, she had a degree. 
And there she is calling out fake news. Well, um, she would know. She has that uh, <laughs> degree. <laughs> <laughs> she point, points to the wall there. Yeah, I, I do know, as a matter of fact. I, well, uh, well. well, well, maybe this is something for us to contend with, because uh, I'm going to you know, look back at times in the current narrative, especially with our, our president consistently using Twitter or habitually using Twitter all the time, which just seems so, or it did seem so beneath the presidential office, I felt. However, looking back, and I think it was uh, FDR who had the fireside chats, or was that, uh, yeah, I think that was FDR who had those, who used TV to his advantage, and he was the first person to do that. And people said the same thing at that time, that um, it was beneath the president to be on yeah, television at any point in time, and especially not routinely on television, that uh, he was dumbing down everything for people. But uh, the counter to that is it's the platform that people are on, and it was sort of a, a direct connection to the people. So I guess uh, Twitter might be the uh, facilitate that in the medium of this age, I suppose. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Um, you know, I, you see the same with people trying to condemn like technology use with kids these days and uh it's something i don't understand that really i i feel that they should be embracing that kind of change for the kids because the technology is going to start coming in any way you look at it oh so, the common core bryce the common core well <laughs> that's a different entirely is, well that's not technology that's uh that's a conspiracy, I feel. We can get into that on the conspiracy episode. But, Coming uh, up, education, uh, maybe maybe 16 <laughs> or 17. <laughs> Indeed, we'll, we'll get a whole lot of viewpoints on that. But um, where was I going with that? Well, with technology and, oh, and the children. Anyways, technology. Well, yeah, the sa- in the same sense, though, like you, the kids need to learn what's going to be relevant the and in the sense, you need to stay on the platform that's going to be relevant because it's going to be what's relevant. So why anybody that stays specifically to just print newspaper is not going to you know, stay very far and very relevant. Yeah, and I'm agreeing with you wholeheartedly on that. Uh, so we're pretty liberal of technology and children in this house, uh, maybe maybe too much. But they um, these are the skills that they'll need in... You know, when they're, you know, out in the world on their own, you can't shelter them from that. Uh, try to monitor the best you can, but we're in the same boat there. So, but with that technology, um, you don't have to rely on news outlets to get your source for for Montana news or or really, you know, any news. If you want to know what your legislature is doing or you know what the governor is doing, they're pretty transparent. Uh, so I'm going to make a plug for. Uh, LEG, that's uh, legislature.mt.gov, where you can find the current session plan. That's bills they're voting on now. You can look up bills. You can see what the calendar is for most of the year that's uh, still being filled in. And it's a, uh, you don't have to be filtered by journalists or anybody that you you might fear, you know, has a bias. Um, the website works, but it looks like it was made on GeoCities. So maybe uh, Montana can hire a webmaster at some point. Maybe it's a uh, GeoCities purist, and that's just his thing. Well, I do appreciate the uh, low bandwidth. So accessible by the ruralists of Montana that doesn't have 4G coverage yet. But, you know, um, on that regard, I was going to say I do believe that PBS actually broadcasts a lot of the sessions. Now that I think about it, they have an extra channel that they do 
it's you know I anytime I check it's, it's never on but it seems that they leave the live stream up a lot because it'll just be like viewed in on um, you know a vacant room it'll be like Cascade County uh, you know city of Great Falls Water Department hearing or something yeah and, and, and it's like just an empty room or it's like one dude like writing on a steno pad by himself like clearly waiting in the room for something else to happen so he can go to another room but i have uh not checked that out unfortunately so i don't know what sort of content they have up there but every time i well, tune in it's I, a empty room or nothing going on so we should try and check that out sometime it's on a plex so uh, you do have access to that over there as well. Uh, I also have an antenna on my television, which is a, a foreign concept for many of these younger kids. But Indeed. Well, you um, can get stations over the air. Our antenna is about to get a whole lot better over here. So, Excellent. And, uh, you know, they do have a section on there for voter education. There's a, a legal handbook, uh, which is sort of the, uh, the legislator's handbook. Because keep in mind the people that we elect here, you know, for the House and and Senate, uh, we voted on the House in the midterms here, but some of these people are coming in with literally no legislative experience and professionals in their own right. Um, but this is the handbook where they go, and the uh, the PDF that I found, uh, which was uh, the 2019 handbook, is even explains you know the judicial department and other things that they're going to be dealing with. So that is a good, uh, I guess, uh, yeah that. It's good for anybody to go is wants to go in and see exactly how things are set up, you know, legislatively in Montana and some more info. And there's even a, a law video series that uh, you remember the video professor because it looks like the uh, it was made by that guy. The video professor. Uh, it was in the 2000s, and uh, you can get a video professor on how to use Windows XP and how to use Excel. This balding guy showed you how to use it, and you can join the modern age at that time. <sighs> I can't say that I recall that series specifically. Well, if uh, any of our listeners are old enough to remember that, be sure to comment on that and do a shout-out. And if anybody learned from it, uh, that'd be interesting to know, too. We would love to hear from any and all. Unless you're going to lead me on a goose chase about men's rights. So, <laughs> barring those people. I'd love to hear more on that. Uh, I really hope that we at least now have a... Jeez, I really hope someone just comes on to just state the case for men's rights. I know a few people, but this is a, sort of a a tough topic to be public about, and rightfully so. A lot of the people that are really into men's rights are um, anti-women's rights, and so I'm not saying that the people I know are in that camp, but when you say men's rights, that's the first thing that comes to mind, is uh, what oppression could men possibly face? Uh, and, and there's some validity to that question, but, um, you know, we need to give them a fair shake if we do give them a platform, and also... Uh, well, your fair shake's going to come with, like, a couple... I, like, I just... I want to know. I just... What's, Jim, there's no... Pro I don't think there's any harm in asking. If If they feel strongly about it they should be able to voice it well you're absolutely right but however i don't want to give a platform where both that just ends up me and you berating somebody that is either a deficient in either social or or mental capacity which uh, i fear that some of these people are or, or somebody is you know of course you know racist or sexist that's 
something that we would never willingly, you know, sign up for to put on this cast. So that's sort of what I guess I wanted to avoid. Indeed. Well, I guess we'll uh, make sure not to do that one live. Yeah, well, yeah, we won't. Uh, you don't want to say heavily edited, but maybe scrap the whole thing if it comes to that. But uh, back to more uh, pressing matters. We've uh, got a budget to work with. Uh, the, the legislature's starting on the 2019... Uh, you know, the check came in the mail. <laughs> well, not from the federal government, it hasn't. So, <laughs> Ooh, ouch. Still shut down. Uh, maybe they could take a cue from uh, how we do things here in Montana. Um, because uh, when we had those big budget shortfalls uh, you know, after the recession and the places like Florida and California were making some very painful cuts, uh, I think at worst we had a 10% cut to some programs, and that just happened in the last couple of years that Bullock uh, pushed through. So uh, maybe they could take some cues to help we run things here in Montana. We have always had a tendency to do things correctly at a state level, it seems. Um, I know a lot of people are going to argue that they make a lot of dumb decisions on a lot of other stuff, but like specifically the budget, um, you know, in the sense that uh, we haven't gone in the red uh, horrendously over stupid shit like, you know, places like, I'm sure you can all agree, California and um, high populous areas will say that. that. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, pro tip for Californians, uh, if a bunch of you come to Montana, which appears to be a, a trend, at least part of the year, depends on how close you are to Whitefish. A lot of them hang out there or uh, or Bozeman. Um, uh, maybe not vote the same way you did in California that caused some of the problems in California. Uh, Certainly take a note from, at least in some regard, from your, your fellow neighbor, unless your fellow neighbor moved with you. In which case, <laughs> your neighbor's on each side of you. Speaking of budgetary concerns, uh, Bullock has a budget out in which he uh, wants to expand Medicaid and uh, expand that and boost budget for preschool and things like that. Typical liberal things, and we are increasing some taxes, uh, specifically on tobacco. Mean he wants to give people medicine and teach them to read it as well? Oh, well, uh, you know, I, you had me at raised taxes here, so... <laughs> Whoa, whoa, hold up there. Yeah, tobacco, Jim, alcohol, Jim hotel, hit the and button. rental cars. Yeah, we. Uh, and I thought we were pretty well certain the taxation was theft here. Yeah, as I say, call, uh, hit, hit the, the secret theft button there. Call them <laughs> the boys, let them know. There's a robbery uh, so, afoot. You know, somebody's going to be all over this, but uh, the budget includes uh, zero money for the wall, which is... Uh, Concerning to at least one Bozeman Republican. Yeah. Uh, Senate president specifically, correct? Uh, I believe so. Jeez. Try to block that out because that's... Uh, I mean, not to say that he's the no guy way. who makes the final say, but um, I assume that he at least carries influence since he has that position. But regardless, though, like, that's cool. Eight million are of your money, not the state's money, I hope. Like... They had all General that money fund, from the... What, what about the GoFundMe? Uh, that money's getting returned uh, because they didn't reach their goals, and you can't make the government do what you want well, just no, by giving Well, I, I heard that guy was setting up an LLC for you to redirect your money to. Uh, but it is uh, not compulsory, so you would have to consciously log in and choose to send him your money. Um, otherwise, your money gets automatically returned. Well... But he... Uh, 
and some of the other things about the guy, um, apparently he might be a shyster, might be a huckster. Uh, there's uh, stories of other uh, GoFundMes that he's had that where funds did not go where they were supposed to. So, you know, more on that as we get it. But, you know, I've said it before, if we're going to build a wall, it should be up to the north. Keep those Canadians out with their sweaters and their A's. Uh, yeah, or, um, you know, build a seawall. We have no seas to speak of. That, that sounds like Washington's problem, if you ask me. I mean, what the sea border, I feel, is uh, prime invasion territory there, so we need a wall in order to keep people from invading. Or dolphins. Uh, uh, you're just making this wall bigger and bigger. I only want I think <laughs> one on the northern border I'm where saying, nine of well, the 11, I mean, 9-11 terrorists came through. You know, Jim, if you give him one side, he's going to ask for three more. Oh, well, Canada's going to pay for it, so it'll be fine. Moving on. Yep, uh, speaking of taxes, there is a bill, and this is pretty fresh um, because we're in the second week of the legislature. It's getting voted on tomorrow, so in our next week's cast, we'll be able to tell you exactly what happened here. Uh, House Bill 22 and Senate Bill 29, um, they're going to tax fireworks to pay for fires. I'm okay with this. Um, you're uh, you're adding some. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not because they're taxing. I'm not because they're taxing. But I mean, that's what I'm saying is that's the purview of fire departments is to fight fires regardless of. Uh, I don't want to say say risk. Certainly, fireworks probably cause some fires. I don't know what the numbers are on that. It seems but, like just a horrible day of like here we're gonna just make your job like just potentially a hundred times fucking worse. Like. This is something we're going to have to research for more info, and also, uh, I, I read through the bills, and, and it wasn't very clear. Um, it states that, um, also included in the bill, you need workers' comp for volunteer firefighters, um, which in workers' comp requires an employer, which I guess would be the volunteer fire department, which of course would uh, affect their bottom lines, um, but I always thought that that was taken care of by the Montana firefighters. So... Uh, definitely increased costs, and of course, these uh, volunteer agencies are running. You're probably on shoestring anyway, you know, which you know I assume since they're driving a, a 1980 Chevy fire truck, um, you know, good year. But she's dependable. No, a couple of them have newer ones than that. I don't know who's running a 70s one, but a couple of them have older ones. A couple have newer. Regardless, though, um, I think that is any of this covering. Uh, like their health coverage for like the rest of their lives because from what I saw a lot of this they had like taken away the coverage for uh, like lung issues and breathe respiratory troubles that seems something pretty important for uh, firefighters indeed like a so. crucial Im- immediate there and uh, they like had taken it out of the bill I'm trying to think of when exactly this was. It wasn't too recently, but it was at least a year or so ago. We will include that info in the next cast here. So, but interesting. And, you know, taxi. Yeah, that is trans. Yeah, I understand. You're transmitting the, you know, risk and the risk aversion from people that are participating in firework activities to the agencies that that fight that. But it's a slippery slope uh, getting into almost a libertarian theory of pay for your own uh, stupidity like you um you, you know if you get rescued off of a uh, a snow bluff that you were skiing on you should pay for that completely and montana of course does not do that uh they are a public service and you have to pay to call 911 in uh, i think it's indiana 
I could be wrong. We'll have to look that up as well. So paying for your own risks is uh, something I'm against for somewhat obvious reasons, Bryce. Uh, indeed. Uh, I'm sorry. I just saw something that just about gave me a heart attack there of laughter. Uh, I'll tell you later. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, tackling the bright topic of rape. Oh, Jesus Christ, right after I'm... Okay, at least I got the laughter. Otherwise, we move on to something. Again, again, uh, Sir Buzz Killington over here. Uh, Senate Bill 52, apparently there... Well, we have known that there's been a backlog of rape kit processing in Montana for some time. And as of uh, 2015, or 2016, there was 14 kits that were untested. And I'm pulling this up from the old article, uh, actually late last year from the Great Falls Tribune. 1,400 kits were untested, and some of them dating back to 1995. And uh, two years later, we made some progress, and we were only backlogged by 1,100. So I'm... Uh, this bill... 1,100's, like, still... I wouldn't... own. Oh, that is such a huge, ridiculous number. It is, and of course, numbers are also incomplete. Um, I can't tell you how many rapes there were in Montana, and if this is a large number percentage-wise, or if this is... All of them. Um, I, of course, that's sort of a gray area on what is a rape and what is a sexual assault. There's also classification concerns. There's also the concern that the majority of these are not reported. So, who could say for sure? But I'm worried that the bill, uh, as it's written, um, it provides uh, for mandatory uh, submission of rape kits to the Montana Crime Lab. And it establishes a tracking system to handle those or to keep track of them, and it is does have a provision for if the um, victim does not want to report it or they want to remain anonymous, um, that is an option. But even though that that is put right there, I'm worried that sometimes things will not get uh, reported because of the automatic submission. So it's sort of a fine line, I, I suppose, that we're on here. But you got to get some people involved on this to get it taken care of. Well, Tim Fox is shedding some light on it. He's made it a, uh, you know, a campaign point. So, Good. Attorney General Tim Fox. Well, uh, he's got, he's running against Bullock, right? Um, I'm not sure if we have that uh, down yet. So, well, you said campaign, right? Yeah. Well, he's gearing up for his next campaigns because uh, Attorney General. I, oh, oh, does I go see. In the general that is, elected. Uh, elected. Okay. Yep. Uh, that that is not a, not appointed. So. He's shed some light on this on the past, and it's made it one of his uh, big causes. And, well, one of the things is um, we've already received $3.2 million to handle the backlog. And uh, from what I understand, that $3.2 million uh, looks like it processed some 300 kits, uh, 1,400 to 1,100 in 2018. Of course, there's new submissions in there as well, so I'm not sure how many were submitted. But uh, that money's gone to something, and now they're saying they, they need more to handle these. Jeez. Well, hopefully some Fox can get this handled here soon. We need to get that. Well, Ugh. you're right. Well, let's uh, run into, I guess, our final topic here, which uh, uh, it's hard to have something uh, lighthearted and entertaining after that, but uh, we're going to move into raw water. And uh, I've said it before, and you can take my raw water from my cold, dead hands, Bryce. Which, uh, okay, I'll just wait, like, a little bit, because it'll happen sooner. Um, 
I'll probably wait until I'll probably splash you off with a little bit of raw water first. Get some of the dysentery off of your corpse. We live in the modern land. Dysentery. Um, uh, oh, I don't know if I've got dysentery. I have gotten sick before, presumably from raw water. Presumably, tell, really. <laughs> do tell. Go uh, on. It, Go it, on. Yeah, it could be, or it could be Taco Bell. It's it's in, impossible to differentiate without <laughs> the, uh, the medical department in on this. So. I, I possibly have gotten sick off of raw water before, and it might have something to do with um, the water or um, the fact that it sits on top of my fridge in a five-gallon container for as long as it takes me to drink it, which is usually uh, a week or so. So that's possible as well. It's uh, room temperature water, perfect for pathogens. So any small things that are in there probably uh, multiply. Mm. Yeah. So it's healthy. No, it's not. Not with all the pathogens in there. How sick you know, did you get? Like, how many days were you sick? Um, I didn't take any time off. I just uh, plowed through it, and I I think that's about as graphic as we need. Were to you get. <laughs> okay? But, one question though: the whole time you were sick, did you? How did you cure yourself? Did you stop drinking raw water, or were you continually drinking raw water as you were sick? Well, it's continually drinking raw so water. You, so. Okay, well, you took the George Carlin method there. You built an immunity to it. Yep, so let's back up and explain what raw water is. It sort of uh, is a movement started by some hippie in uh, Colorado or something, and they sell water that uh, costs up to $45, $50 a gallon in special glass things. Um, yeah, that guy's crazy. Don't do not do that. I'm talking about raw water, mountain spring water. Um we have great water outside of Helena. I forget what that spring is called, but it's literally the side of the road. It's just a, uh, a pipe sticking out in a little brick in- enclosure. And that, I think, is the best raw water in the state. However, the other one, which does explicitly say not for drinking on it, outside of Paradise, uh, Montana, is um, also good. That's possibly the stuff that got me sick. Did you drink and from if it? If you can get action. Uh, yes, I drank Did from you, it. After reading the sign? After no, it just said your own risk, and of course, all signs say that they they gotta cover their liability. I think it was a. I'm not sure exactly what the source is. Maybe a spring, and the it's on the other side of the railroad, so the railroad probably had to put it in to not interrupt a spring or something. So they gotta put something up for liability. I'm not sure, but probably because of all the potential contaminants, uh, contaminants that can happen at any point along a stream with a rail line, um, you know. I'm pretty left in all regards, but that is one thing that I am somewhat in support of is a pipeline, just for the sake of safety. Uh, I know it's a very touchy topic. Uh, however, uh, we're getting a pipeline regulation. Interesting. Uh, I mean, we'll be coming back around on that topic here soon enough, I feel, because it sounds like Keystone's wanting to ramp up on it. So uh, we'll just to give people a preview, I guess, for an upcoming impending episode, I'm sure... Uh, when Keystone lawyers ramp up, get uh, ready for round number whatever this is, you know. But um, uh, imagine we'll see more of an issue once uh, actual gas prices increase and there's more money in this, perhaps. Exactly, that's what I'm thinking. But until that point, though, uh, rail line is king in this area, and rail line is also potential to rail failure. So if that is anywhere near. Um, a stream bed of any sort, water plane, whatever the hell you want to call it, water table. Um, yeah, you know they they'll clean up what they can, but it's 
still fucking oil and bushes and shit, like, or whatever they uh, may be transporting at the time that spills. I don't know if there have even been any spills recently, but I do recall not too long ago they dropped some Boeing uh, chassis in the river. Uh, I believe they're still there. Are they really? As I recall. Yep. Uh, it turns out that's a hard area to get things out of. I would imagine so. <laughs> which is probably why the they went through rail. Um, wasn't that an East Glacier? Or yes, it was up in I want to East Glacier or like the around that Libya area. I mean, no, it's North Libya, isn't it? Yeah, I've seen some pictures down low from the actual the river down there, which is uh, scary. I don't know if you've seen the Libya River, but. Uh, if you go there and you're down, especially right outside of Libby where they have the walking bridge that goes over, great great view, great time over there. Um, but there's all sorts of sign that tells you how dangerous the river is. And then to cement it in, there's people that put up memorials to people that actually died there on the sign. So it's That's really grim. legitimately very dangerous. Well, yeah, and just looking at it, it's dangerous. There's a, uh, like in one spot, there's a little peninsula. And of course, it's a... I think that's what you call a little inlet, and it looks like a circular pool, and it looks like it'd be super nice to swim in. However, it was um, middle of winter when I was there, and I could see ice chunks going through it from where I was. And, of course, uh, when you have a little inlet, the water usually spins the opposite direction to the flow of the river, but dumps you back in the river. Um, But in the middle of it, there was another countercurrent going the other direction, um, going with the river, uh, against the grain of the other water that was going against the river. So very, <laughs> looked very dangerous. But although I, I can see how it looked like a good space to swim, but uh, I'm never going to do it. Uh, yeah, I don't do river swims really for that exact reason, like standing water only. But yeah, it's the, um, um, speaking of, of water, um, with the raw water, the, uh, the movement of drinking unprocessed uh, water in nature's finest, Helena water is really good. Uh, Paradise is, has some flavor and maybe some pathogens, but that Lippy River is the uh, the only river I've seen that's fast enough to actually because uh, if you're drinking raw water, you want to get it on off a fast creek if you're really in the wilderness. Wash off um, all the rocks, that bear uh, shit. Yeah, wash that off, and the the moss and the uh, the beating on the rocks uh, down fast creeks uh, helps to purify it. So that's the standing water is definitely what you don't want, but the river actually looks fast enough to. Uh, you know, meet that criteria. So I uh, must be comfortable drinking from the river. But if it's fast enough don't, to kill it's, you, it's good enough to drink. That should be it. Maybe I'll have to try some uh, Libby water. Well, we'll, what uh, you should do next time we're up in that area is uh, right outside of... I'm trying to think. What's right over by Libby? Troy. That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On the way to Troy, um, you have that little retreat area that you can stop off at. And there's the bridge that goes across the uh, river over there. I think they just call, maybe they just call it the Troy Bridge. I don't know, but anyways, uh, the water over there. I will commend you on Jim. It does look pretty nice. Uh, nice, cool bluish green. I may green. have to give it a try. Uh, bluish green. Yeah, yeah, you know, like I taking a look at the water. Got some good probiotics in it. it. Looked good enough to drink. I will say, like that was my thought when I looked at it. Cold as shit, and I was there in like the middle of July. So very dangerous. Well, the signs too on the bridge. I had a lot of the signs that said, you know, no more than six people or you'll collapse it and there's no way out because, you know. Collapse the only bridge. (laughs) It's as bad as the uh, Noxon Bridge, which is a bit uh, towards Missoula from Troy. 
It's on that uh, same area, but actual beautiful, beautiful area. One lane bridge is the only way into Noxon. It's something worth checking out, and um, I have B-roll of it. Maybe I'll find it and see if I can put it on this video, but no guarantees. I'll have to try and get some B-roll of the one up by Libby next time I'm up there, but that one's just like a small walking bridge. You go across the path to the other side, but it's uh, all wooden. The water up there, if you're going to get it from it, though, I say it's got to be from a good source. Absolutely. Well, I'd like to think I get my water from the finest sources, but uh, I think we're drawing to a close here, and I understand that we have some local creators we want to work, and then, uh, of course, our business here. As you all know, I've been trying to plug our Twitch stream for quite a while. I'm getting closer and closer here. It's still going to take a while because I'm a busy, busy man. We've got a buddy who's also got a Twitch stream out, and I feel that you all should check him out, give him a, a, a you know a listen here or a view, I guess, in this regard. Uh, it's going to be uh, twitch.tv slash AL7gaming. Uh, our buddy Tim the Enchanter, uh, he puts on quite the great show. He streams weekly every Wednesday and Thursday night at 9.30. You can catch him. Puts on quite the good show. He's got pretty impressive rig there to do his gaming on believe i can't even recall what game he did recently i just re found out about his stream last week though and so i'm planning on watching it this week i've set up reminders myself so i'll be watching it with the montana voices podcast twitch account and you can catch us over there in the chat we'll be uh having some fun uh we'll be voicing our Montana voice within his chat. So, uh, Tim the Enchanter Twitch stream takeover, Tuesday and Thursday. Well, he is also a Montana voice as well. So we'll, well, well, we'll run us through our business here, and we'll put episode 15 in the books. Uh, oh, MontanaVoicesPodcast.com is probably where you're seeing this podcast or hearing it. Uh, if you want to email us with uh, concerns, complaints, gripes, uh, MontanaVoices at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at Montana Voices, where I promise to be more active in the near future. And Facebook, you can find us at Montana Voices Podcast. The same thing on, on YouTube. We are the first link when you search for Montana Voices Podcast. And exciting things coming up on Twitch for us, uh, twitch.tv uh, slash Montana Voices. Thanks again for tuning in. We will see you all next week.